Hey, hey, Star Wars fans, it's Gary here from Spark of Rebellion, and we would love for you to listen to all of our brand new episodes when they land every single Saturday. Make sure you follow us on your podcast app of choice or pop over to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash listen. If you like the show and you want to support us, you can do that via our Patreon. Just head over to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash Patreon and come and join our other patrons. And thank you so much for your continued support. Now, may the force be with you and on to this week's Spark of Rebellion. Hello there. We will be honoured if you would join us. Hello there, and welcome to Spark of Rebellion, your weekly Star Wars podcast, bringing you the latest news, reviews, discussion, and our random spotlights. My name's Gary, and with me, as always, is the remarkably good-looking Mr. Mark Asquith. How are you, buddy? No, I'm remarkably good-looking. How can you not be anything other than fantastic when you've been described like that? I'm very good, thank you, sir. You? Yeah. Yeah, it's all good. I've had a slow week in terms of Star Wars-y stuff, but it's been a busy week from Star Wars, if that makes sense. Yes, yeah. I'm feeling you on that one. What have you done with a beard then? Is this a new thing? Uh, it is a new thing. I'm liking it, I'm liking it. So for you listening out there, you'll not be able to see how, how good Gary looks, but he's, he's, he's shaved a shape into his beard. I don't know, it, and I'm, this is just speculation, dude. I don't know if this is to do with the fact or not to do with the fact that the Obi-Wan series has been announced. I can neither confirm nor deny that allegation but All it right. is true good god you sound like Kathleen Kennedy then I can, can neither confirm nor deny that this is Star Wars related and may or may not be ever coming out good god good indeedy god. got spinners in good. my ass on the fence I'm going to call you Obigaz Obigaz hello Obigaz <laughs> I don't want to come round for some blue milk in reality went to the barbers went to the barbers the other day sat in the chair and he goes do you want to you want the beard trimmed? I'm not, I'm not, I've never done that before in the barbers. I've always taken care of it myself, which is probably why it looks so crap. And I was yeah, like, yeah, go on. It's look great. Yeah. This is just extra great. Yeah, I was like, go on then. Go, go, go for your life. I thought he was just going to grab the clippers and just shape it up a bit. But no, he got the, the shaving balm out with the brush and the, the wet razor, you know, the, all that lot, and the warm towel over the face. I was like, crikey. Bloody hell, that's all yeah. right, mate. Yeah, I felt great afterwards. Yeah. Are you looking sharp? If I was 10 years younger... You'd still look sharp. <laughs> so, we are but one in space time. I don't know if this is back to the Kessel Run because I feel like the word "run" is entering my head really, really, really quickly, <laughs> and I just feel like I need to leave. <laughs> yeah. Let's put a stopper in the uncomfortableness. Let's talk about oh, some uncomfortable. Some, it's some... not uncomfortable, Gary. <laughs> Let's just embrace it. Get the butter out and embrace it. Go and get the guitar. He went home to get it. <laughs> Dude, let me just jump in. I'm sorry. This is not Star Wars related. So I went down to a place in Sheffield called Collider. We're doing a little bit of podcast work with them. And uh, I get to talk to this girl, Letty, who's fantastic, doing a little bit, like I said, a bit of podcasting work. And you do the usual thing, don't you? Where you follow each other on Twitter. And I'm like, wait a second. I know she's an actress. And in the, in the header is uh, a picture of David Brent from the Lady Gypsy video. Remember that when it came out for the David Brent film? Lost my heart to her. Oh, yeah. Gypsy. Yeah, yeah. Right? She's the woman in the video. She played the Lady Gypsy. I'm like, wait a second. This is now next level. I am now in <laughs> awe of this. Did your fanboy a little bit? Oh, big time, mate. And she charged me a quid for some Heather. I was like, wait a minute. It's free. It's <laughs> growing in the ground. I couldn't believe it. Anyway, that's, that's my brush with fame this week. <laughs> what have you done? <laughs> Yeah, my week pales in comparison now. Right. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> sorry. Sorry, team listening. Let's do Star Wars. Let's do Star Wars. Yeah, before we crack on with episode 25 and get on with some news and whatnot, remember to check us out on all of the podcast networks. Just do a search for Spark of Rebellion. You can listen and subscribe for free and all of that good stuff. And check us out on our socials too. We're over on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Just do a search for Spark of Rebellion. You will see us there. The logo is the blue igniting lightsaber. Do not confuse us with any other rebellion that could be out there. Um, and also, if you want to support the show, if you like what we do here, 
then head, head over to patreon.com forward slash spark of rebellion. Plenty of tiers there you can jump into to support the show. From a dollar upwards, you can get some cool swag all the way up to executive producer credits and all that good stuff. Uh, now, I mentioned that we've had a busy week with Star Wars. I just want to mention a couple of quick things before we jump into the news. The um, Triple Force Friday event aired yesterday, which is very cool. We're going to come up to um, uh, the that point in the year where all of the cool... It's, it's almost like uh, Christmas is overtaken by Star Wars. Like all of the Christmas holiday season is basically Star Wars with the new video game, Rise of Skywalker. And it was the event that announced all of the merchandise, all the products that are going to support those... Uh, that that particular uh, event uh, that goes on at the end of the year. So that was really cool. It was um, it went out on YouTube and StarWars.com, all that stuff. And we're going to go through some of those products soon. But one thing that caught my eye, which I assume a lot of people saw, was the new trailer for Fallen Order. Now, I was I was really excited for that because they they put out a couple of decent trailers already. One of them was like twenty odd minutes long. It was a really good gameplay. A trailer, the second one, I believe. And I thought, okay, are they going to do another epic uh, gameplay uh, trailer where we get to see another location in the game? Because in some of the trailers, they've showed the little holodeck with various planets that you can hop around to. Uh, but no, it was just focused more on the story. Have you seen the trailer yet, dude? Yeah, looks good, dude. Looks really interesting. And it's... Uh the, the way that they've crafted it around this whole, like it's it's early in the story, isn't it? Like it's giving you that, where is this set? Well, what is the, um, like what's the vibe of this thing? What's this, what's this, um, what's this Padawan or this newly minted Jedi's place in the universe? It's really, really cool, man. Really, really cool. And the voice acting is absolutely stellar. Like it feels like a piece of Star Wars. I know that sounds really obvious, but it's easy to get that stuff wrong. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, you can, yeah, one slip up. And it doesn't feel Star Wars anymore. Mm-hmm. It feels like a generic sci-fi uh, thing. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. They've they've nailed the voice acting and, and everything. So if you've not checked the trailer out yet, go and look at that. Just go to YouTube or whatever. Just do a search for Fallen Jedi Fallen Order trailer or Triple Force Friday trailer. And uh, it's really cool. But one thing I wanted to highlight from the trailer, and it's a tiny little thing, and I'm not sure if this is an intentional link into the stuff that we might be seeing in The Rise of Skywalker, but there's a bit in the trailer, it's only for about a second, where you hear Darth Vader's breathing. Really quick. You have to catch it. I think it's about 20 seconds in or something. And it has no relevance to the trailer. It has no, you know, Vader's not mentioned at all in this timeline. Not in the comics, nothing at all. It, the only dark side stuff that we see so far is the, 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 uh, the Inquisitor stuff. Who, are, who have been sent out to hunt down the remaining Jedi. That's not the premise of the game, pretty much. So I found that really interesting. I was like, how are they going to put this in them? Because you can clear, it's only very slight, very subtle. But you can definitely hear it. So that's going to be cool to figure out if Vader's involved in some shape or form in the game. I'm hoping not. Sounds crazy, but I'm hoping not. I think we don't want to get Vader fatigue. I think it'd be cool to... um to just let this one play out as its own little thing. That'd be cool. Um, and the other uh, cool thing that's happened this week um, is the uh, just the live stream. of So the, the, the Triple Force Friday thing, if you take out the products that were announced and the little interviews and stuff, the actual stream itself was really, really good. It was hosted by Warwick Davis. And he normally pops up and does these kind of things that I was lucky enough to go to, uh, what year was it? Back when The Force Awakens was coming out in the run up to that. When was that? 2015? Mm-hmm. I think so. Um, they had Star Wars Celebration over in Orlando, I think it was. And they were live streaming the panel with JJ and Kathleen and so on. But over in London, uh, they did a whole big Star Wars event at the Empire in Leicester Square. I was lucky enough to get a ticket for that. It was really cool. And Warwick was hosting that as well. So he pops up every now and then. Really cool. He's, he does the convention scene, all that jazz. Anyway, it was just very entertaining. They should, they well, say should, they could have just done a very, uh, here's, the, here's the stream. Because they have this thing over in the US. I think it's called The Star Wars Show. It's on their official YouTube channel. They could have had just those guys doing it. But no, they decided, oh, and they did it at Pinewood as well. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so why we didn't hear about it and got a ticket, I'm not sure. But 
it was at Pinewood. I bet the PR list is just a year out of date. I understand these things happen next year, though. Team Star Wars Pinewood, do not forget Gaz and Mark. Otherwise, we're going to be coming round and laying the Mandalorian down on your ass. <laughs> Indeed, yeah. And I think Pinewood's going to be a big thing for Star Wars over the next decade or so. I think they're investing heavily. Sounds like they're going to do a fair bit with it, uh, yeah. doesn't it, to be fair? It's, yeah. it's, it's interesting what they do with all these studios. I know, like, obviously they start life as studios, but then they become these tourist attractions as well as working studios. Like, you kind of see that a fair bit throughout. So I'm, I'm always curious about, you know, whether that's a good thing or not. But uh, I'm sure it is. Yes, indeed. So there we go. There's a couple of cool things that I picked up on in a week. Have you done anything Star Warsy? You must have read something. Yeah, I've been reading a lot of the leaks, quote-unquote leaks, a lot of the theories. Some of them are wild, some of them are, are quite interesting. I think as we're getting closer into the Rise of Skywalker, there's a lot more being made of of whether Rey is a clone or a quote-unquote granddaughter of Palps. And, you know, there's it's just the same stuff that happened in the past, isn't it? Um, well, you know, it was going to, oh, this is obviously the great-granddaughter of Obi-Wan or the granddaughter of Qui-Gon. And you're like, well, yeah, maybe. And... <laughs> it's just it's just one of those things. So I think there's been a lot of that sort of stuff. But that whole clone thing's been flying around a lot. So I've been digging into that, you know, the fact that uh, maybe maybe she's a clone of of Palps and um, that kind of whole uniting of Kylo and Rey into this one. I think it was a Drisk, which was which was the the, the term in the Star Wars verse where they become one and they're the balance in the Force that can overcome Palpatine. Like it's, I feel like, and I. I I hope they can surprise us because I feel like it's at the minute feels very obvious that obviously this redemption arc of Kylo Ren is going to bring Rey and Kylo together to defeat Palpatine. I really hope it's not that. Like, I hope they're doing more than that. I just hope it's not that very cliched, very obvious thing. My gut tells me that they're probably going to do more just because it's Star Wars and JJ, like everyone, all the signs are there that that is what they're going to do. So if they did that, they would just get hammered for playing it safe. Um, which they got hammered in The Force Awakens for playing it safe. Um, but the other thing that I've been interested in this week, um, I've been carrying on reading New Dawn, which is which is all right. It's not amazing, but it's just all right. Um, but also Bob Iger's book came out on Audible and a few other places um, where we got that insight into how Lucas felt about the quote-unquote betrayal of uh, of his old story ideas when Kennedy and, and Iger and, and JJ got a hold of the treatments and the fact that they just disregarded it and, 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 you know, had to bring Star Wars up to date for a more modern audience. And uh, that was interesting. So I ordered Iger's book. I'm going to finish, uh, I'm reading a couple of books on Audible at the minute, but once I finish that, I'm going to dig into the Iger one and hopefully get a little bit more out of that. Um, so that's that's been my Star Wars week, really. I've not even, I mean, I've seen a cursory glance at the list of Triple Force Friday releases, but um, I've not done too much else, to be fair, dude. Yeah, it's been a quiet one, I think. Yeah, apart big, from that yeah. big release yesterday um, for Triple Force Friday, which is uh, which nonetheless is fantastic. You know, some amazing stuff in there. But uh, you know, it's always there's always some Star Wars in my week. It's always fun. Indeedy. Yeah. Alrighty, let's crack on with some news. Let's do this. First up, we got some um, movie schedule stuff uh, in the news this week. The first bit is Ryan Johnson. Uh, this uh, news, he gave an interview. Uh, I think this was about a week and a bit ago, uh, where essentially he's saying, you know, he got a, a load of questions fired at him to say, what's going on with your trilogy? You know, are you still doing it? When's it going to start production and all that jazz? And he essentially said, yes, I am still working on it. The rumours that have been uh, flying around that I'm no longer working for Lucasfilm and doing any of that stuff are false. I am still very much making a trilogy for Star Wars, but I have no idea when it's going to uh, go into production because Disney haven't quite figured out their their schedule. And it seems to be a, a common thing with Disney ever since they bought Lucasfilm. They've, I think they, they had a big grand vision to begin with, which we discussed, I think, last week or the week before, around having the the main saga of movies every other year and then they're going to do spin-offs in between and all that but that didn't quite pan out didn't work very well and then we got the announcement of Disney Plus and they're going to do more TV stuff instead of movie stuff so i think that plays a lot into their i, th I think he's um, he's not necessarily tapping his fingers you know sat around doing nothing but i feel like he is kind of waiting for the green light cuz from previous interviews over the last i don't know 6 to 10 months i suppose he has dropped little snippets to uh, 
give us the impression that he knows exactly what he wants to do. He's got everything figured out and he wants to crack on with it, but he just can't really put his foot on the gas yet because the big wigs at Disney are like, no, 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 no. We've got stuff going on. You know, we'll let you know when, when you can crack on. Don't keep bugging. So yeah, I feel like this is going to be a bit of a slow burner for old, um, cause this also links into a, a bit of news that we're going to speak about next, but I feel like Ryan Johnson's going to be a, a bit of a slow burner with his trilogy. What do you reckon? It's a funny one, isn't it? Because it's always, it's, it's like he's a bit of a thorn in the side. It's like, you know when you've told your mate that he can play football, but you know that for a fact that you've got 11 people on each side and he's like the 12th. And he's like, yeah, yeah, no, you can, you can, of course you can come. Of course you can come. And then he's like, well, what team are you? Like, well, for now you're a sub, so we're going to bring you on. And then it's that person that's like, well... I don't want to really go off to let him on. Right? I suppose I'm going to have to. Like, it feels a little bit like that. You know, it's, it's almost like the ink was dry on this trilogy before The Last Jedi was released. And they're like, yeah, no, 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 no. No, no, it's cool. So it's, it's whether they're going to like, you know, I'm sure there's some clause in here that if this is not optioned by X date, that the trilogy just goes goes under the under the radar and never gets made. I I feel like that's what they're doing personally i mean it might be completely wrong but like you said there's two kind of bits of, of, of extra knowledge the, the next bit of news that we're going to talk about links directly into this but also the fact that bob Iger has come out and said we are we're taking a break you know there's been star wars fatigue we're taking a break and we're not going to give you as much as we as we were going to give you. And then, boom, there's like Ryan's there. We've got the other announcement that we're going to talk about in a second. You've got all the TV stuff. And you're like, oh, wait a sec. Like, what? Like, is is this a break? So, I don't know, man. I don't know what to make of it. But it, it does feel like, to me, that it's the kid that you've invited. Like, he's the fifth ball at your golf tournament. You're like, well, now, yeah, but you can just don't tee off in front of the first green and the foot, like, no, they can see you. Wait till the second hole, then you can join in. And then, you know, no one really wants him to. feels like that's what's going on, mate. I don't know. I might be just being really cynical, but he's not doing very much to uh, <laughs> to endear himself with the audience, is he? to ingratiate himself. <laughs> uh, no, I read you. It is strange because there's so much going on in terms of, there's there's more in development than there is in production at the moment. So that feels like just a nightmare to plan because they got it wrong out of the gate. They now have to be so careful because to any other studio, well, to some other studios, the the revenue from from a decent film is, you know, in, it's very tiny compared to a huge behemoth like a Disney film. So, um, but to them like losing however many millions of dollars that they did with Solo and so on is a big... Like, to any other studio, it's like, that's a good film. That's a good return. But to Disney, it's like, uh, no, not really. <laughs> We're expecting a few more zeros on the end. So they really have to get this right. And I feel like it's very clustered at the moment. Um, so you've got Ryan's trilogy, you've got the Benioff and Wise trilogy, uh, you've got the TV stuff coming, and now you've got this other announcement, which we're going to come on to now, which is Kevin Feige who is obviously the mastermind behind all of the Marvel cinematic stuff. He's now making uh, a Star Wars film, which he's working very closely with Kathleen Kennedy from Lucasfilm. So that now throws another uh, a roll of the dice for Disney because in terms of popularity and success, in terms of uh, appreciation numbers and dollars, yeah, that has to go in Kevin Feige's corner because he's racked up such a massive thing with Marvel. I mean, that, this is that's like the biggest cinematic thing ever, I think, the, the, the MCU. So when you have somebody like that that's spearheaded all of that, gone through and you know seen that through to huge re delivery, then you've got Ryan Johnson <laughs> in the other corner. To me... Kevin Feige is going to win every time. So I would say that Ryan Johnson's trilogy gets moved down the list again now uh, because you'd want someone like Kevin really cracking out a decent story to kind of bring every, bring the momentum back for Star Wars and stuff because we don't know at all what's going on with Benioff and why they have rumours that it's going to be an old Republic thing, like thousands of years. 
So that might be its own cool thing, but that's not confirmed, so we don't know. Uh, Ryan Johnson said that he's not using any legacy characters, so that's going to be its own thing. We don't know. Skywalker Saga's closing, so what's his Kevin Feige thing? Don't know, man. What do you reckon, though? Because Kevin did say that he's a, he's always said he's a huge Star Wars fan, and he's reiterated that now in this, this recent interview. But everyone's obviously bashing it because Kathleen Kennedy's involved. Nobody likes Kathleen at the moment because they feel she doesn't get Star Wars, blah, blah, blah. What you, What's your view on this one? It's a funny one, dude. It's a real funny one. Because like you said, this is an abundance now of Star Wars stuff. And it's pretty complex. Like you said, there's TV, movies, all the other kind of stuff that goes alongside it, the extended universe stuff in literature and cartoons and all that kind of stuff. There's a fair bit to keep up with, but I get it. They're hitting demographics. That's what they're doing with this. It's, you know, it's easy to see that the strategy is for each demographic that requires content, let's hit them with something Star Wars. All good. Get that. Feige is an interesting one because for me, it's sort of like, right, you're big, you're, the big draw of the sequel trilogy is Luke Skywalker. He's been let down a little bit, you know, arguably let down. I actually quite liked what they did in The Last Jedi. I just don't think there was enough of Luke in that film. And I understand the argument around keeping him out of The Force Awakens. But I think that because the draw of the Skywalkers are dropping, you know, if you think, let's think about what they've put together. The Mandalorian to the geeks, it's the Mandalorian. To the casuals, it's like, ah, oh, that's Boba Fett. Because it's very visually clear. Obi-Wan, ah, wait a sec, that's Ewan McGregor. Right, yep, got it. And then the cartoon stuff is just, oh, it's a Star Wars cartoon. Kids will, the kids will like that. So it, 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 everything that they're releasing has got something that you recognise or that you can be onboarded to without any education, except the, the movies. As soon as Luke's gone and the Skywalker saga's done, any new Star Wars movie they put out has got to build its own audience and build its own education. And the only way they can do that is by saying either cast a giant star, dig into something that we already know, or get people to run this that you already know, Benioff and Weiss, and then potentially Kevin Feige. This is where Ryan Johnson's becomes a problem, because what Ryan Johnson's not that big a deal when it comes to directors. I know he's done some amazing stuff, and he has. I know he's done Star Wars, but he's not that big a deal, really. You know, he's not Scorsese. He's not Abrams. He's Ryan Johnson. So kind of pack that one off. That's got a hell of a lot of education and marketing to do, ergo budget. But then suddenly you've got Benioff and Weiss, Game of Thrones. From the directors of Game of Thrones. Like, oh, okay, yep. So wait a minute, it says Star Wars on it and I like Game of Thrones. Educated. And then you've got the mastermind behind the MCU. From the producers of Spider-Man Far From Home. You're like, ah, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Got this, got this. And he's not going to be directing it. I can almost bet that someone like Taika Waititi will be brought in to do something. Or, you know, someone like that. Mm -hmm. that you know, John Favreau he pr produces this movie and then suddenly you've got another MCU director in there, Patty Jenkins, whoever. Because that's another thing, they want to get female-led. So suddenly you get, uh, sorry, the person that did Wonder Woman in there, you get um, someone like Feige in there, you get maybe, I forget the director of Captain Marvel, but you get, you know, you get that feel for things and suddenly the cell becomes a lot easier. So I just think this is... I think this is what that's about, is Solo flopped because I can put the words Han Solo on screen, but unless I'm seeing Nick Faldo or Harrison Ford, I am not interested. It's just very clear that that's not Han Solo, so I've got a lot of education to do. And I think that's what this is, dude. I think it's, it's, it's tapping into the goodwill of the MCU brand. And regardless or not of, of, of whether Feige is a massive fan or not, even if he hated Star Wars, I think they would have still done this. You know, that's 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 my thought on it. I know, and again, I think I'm in a cynical mood today, but I, I just feel it's a business decision. Yeah, it's a, I think it's a timing thing as well, because they yeah. they're in that that period, aren't they, where they can't release too many snippets and things around the rise of Skywalker. That's a, that's a couple of months, you know, a few months away still, but we've still got the 
the the whole backlash thing that's still trickling through and people not really being big fans of Kathleen Kennedy and all that jazz. So I think this is a good timing thing for them to jump in and, you know, and say, don't worry, you know, we, 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 we hear you to a degree and look, got this guy over in the corner, Kevin, oi Kev, you've done a, you've done a few films over the years. You knocked about on the lot. You know what's going on. Come and have a, come and have a go. We're working it together. Yeah, and I agree with you. I don't think he's going to direct at all. I think it's going to be uh, Kathleen Kennedy and Kevin Feige as producers, and they are going to bring in that talent from some of the MCU stuff, which kind of makes sense because if you were if you were running a company that oversaw a bunch of companies and you've got really good talent and you can cross that in some way, then you'd absolutely do that. You know, if you can see if you can already see it in front of you, you don't have to research it. It's like you know, I spoke to that guy in the cafe. You know, in my getting my Star Wars latte while he was getting his Black Panther latte. You know, we had a bit of a bonding session over, I don't know, Chewie's bowcaster. You know, if you can see two people talking like that and they've got passion for it and they're like uber talented, but they don't quite work in the same thing, you don't worry about it. Just bring them, you know, bring all that talent in. It's already under the roof. So, yeah, I think it's a good uh, a timing thing as well. I think Star Wars needs just a little bit. You can't rely on just a new video game to bring up, you know, the... the all the good feeling and stuff about Star Wars, you do need like these cool announcements just to let the the good folk know that they haven't lost touch and they are working on stuff. I think that's the other thing to bear in mind as well is that this again is a new era thing. This is not a continuation. It's its own thing. So if it links up to the other guys trilogies or not, if it's a single film or if this is going to be a trilogy, I have no idea, but it's really interesting, dude. I'm re- I think 2020 is going to be a really revealing year for loads of Star Wars stuff. I think we're going to get loads of news uh, next year on all of these trilogies and films and stuff. So, I agree, man, yeah. because it's too dangerous to release anything else about it before Rise of Skywalker. The, ma- the marketing has to go into that. And I think this is, um, I think you're absolutely right. And, and, and I feel like you fit on a really good point there about that talent pool because these guys are just all contracted to Disney in various guises. Um, and you've only got to look at what the DC guys are doing over on TV. It's a much smaller scale, but, um, you know, called it years ago, Tom Welling and Erica Durant are now back from Smallville in the Arrowverse with Crisis. You've got Tom Welling from Smallville playing Superman, um, which just resulted in me wetting the bed. And it, it was just an interesting thing to see because it, it was made easy because they were all contracted fairly easily within the ecosystem. Erica's on, um, she's on Supergirl, Welling's on Lucifer, which I know is a different different company, but essentially a DC property. So it becomes a, a, an easier sell. And I feel like this is the, the same sort of thing. You've got Watiti working on Thor, um, is it Love and Thunder? And then suddenly it's, uh, it's, do you know what? Whilst you're here, do you just want to have a little chat about this thing? And it just, it becomes easier. And I think Disney overall, if you think Disney's big 10, 15, 20, 30 year plan to exploit what ultimately they've invested in, which is the Star Wars IP, they want the best talent. And right now, the MCU has, by and large, the best talent. So, yeah, I, I think you're I think you're right, man. I think it's uh, next year will be massive for reveals because Rise of Skywalker's done. Um and just a prediction, but I do think in the next 10 years, I think we're going to see more Skywalker stuff. I do think we'll see that. Because um, I think there's so much untapped story in there. And I just I just think the, 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 the money that is attached to the word Skywalker now is it would be crazy for them not to exploit it. And, and when you've got someone like Sebastian Stan that looks just like Mark Hamill, I, I just feel that there are options there for him. Um, and guess where Sebastian Stan makes most of his money? It's the MCU. So it's, I don't think any of this is by accident. No, not at all. I think it'd be crazy to just ditch all of the Skywalker stuff. Yeah. It'd be a pretty be poor decision. Yeah, I agree. I agree. That, that, the, the single best story you could tell is why the heck did Luke go into exile? We know it was about what happened with his new Jedi Academy, but let's, let's get specific on it. Let's show the stories. Like, there's a lot of stuff in there. A lot of good stuff. But anyway, that's speculation. Speculation, indeed. Uh, last bit of news. So I want to whiz through and pick out a couple of cool little bits that were announced in the Triple Force Friday reveal slash stream. Uh, they really uh, released a bunch of stuff, actually, a lot more than what I thought they were going to. And one of the uh, cool things... Now, listeners will know up to this point 
that Mark and I are a sucker for some Star Wars fashion, right? Uh, the Adidas trainers, I haven't seen them up for order just yet in the UK, but they'll be on the list. They weren't announced, but we spoke about them a few episodes ago. Uh, the wristwatches, the classic. Now, sometimes you just need a good old watch on your wrist. You know, sometimes you don't want an Apple watch or a smartwatch. You just want to tell the time. And these new watches from Citizen do that. Good old fashioned watch, but there's a few variations and some of them look very cool. A couple don't, but a few of them look very cool. The standout one is the, uh, well, two standout ones for me are the dark side ones, actually. It's the Vader watch. It's very minimalistic, very nice. Uh, it's got like the the Imperial uh, symbol in the bottom half. And then in the top half, it looks like Vader's chest plate or the front of Vader's uh, mask. It looks very, very nice. And then they've got a very simple one, uh, which is just the Death Star. No numbers on it, nothing. It's just got the date and that's it. It looks really, really nice. Uh, but they have got some other versions. They've got an R2-D2 version. They've got a, uh, a Boba Fett version. And what looks like, yeah, just a, a Rebel Alliance generic version. It's got a few different dials on there um, with the Rebel Alliance symbol. So I think I might try and grab one of these. I really like the Death Star one. Very, very, very cool. Um, and then just a couple uh, quick more. I'm not going to talk about the Funko Pops, those bloody things that are taking over the planet right now. Oh, that they're taking... They, I mean, I love them, don't get me wrong, but aren't they just absolutely everywhere? It's like... It's just like crack for collectors. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. I, don't get me wrong, I like you. I like the odd uh, the odd Funko Pop. I have a few myself. Mm-hmm. But it's got to the point... when When these first came out, they were relatively they were they were manufactured in small numbers so they were quite exclusive they didn't launch them as exclusives but they just didn't they didn't make a billion of them at the time they made like a couple of thousand and so they were quite they were they were harder to get hold of and if you got one like in the early days um they were very cool but now and they're taking one thing that annoyed here's here's i'm gonna go on a rant the thing that annoys me the most about Funko Pops, and it's not the company Funko because they're just capitalising on the popularity. You know, that's what you do. But it's the over, it's overtaking all of the other merch and in some cases uh, space for cool comics and books in comic book shops. So back in the day, when I was a wee lad, I used to go down to the comic book shop. There was merchandise in there and figures and stuff, but it was predominantly comics, as the name suggests, and books. You go into a comic book shop now, and it's just floor to ceiling, Funko Pops, for like as far as the eye can see. And then at the other end, you've got a little stand with some comics on. So that annoys me. So I don't want to talk about Funko Pops. I will say, though, that these new ones do look cool. So if Funko Pops are your thing, then there's a couple of really good ones to grab, obviously, the Mandalorian one looks pretty sweet, but the two from the Jedi Fallen Order game look very, very cool. Very cool. Uh, anyway, uh, just a couple more quick ones for me. The uh, Anyone that collects the Black Series, six-inch line, which I do, they've released um, a couple of additional uh, figures in what's called their Carbonized Series. So they've taken the standard figure and they've coated it in a kind of metallic sheen so it's got like a really nice shine to it and the two figures that are going to have that effect is the sith trooper which looks really good in like the shiny red metal and the new mandalorian which looks brilliant in the black series uh lines that looks very cool and then just lastly for me where is it the thing that i saw that was quite cool is the very geeky but as an xbox owner it is the two terabyte external hard drive the xbox star wars themed uh seagate drive so very geeky i know but it's a fallen order thing so it just looks really cool that'll look really nice next to the xbox on the uh, tv stand so anything from this list jumping out you did to be honest dude you picked the exact things that i would have picked um the things that really interested me like the sith trooper just looks brilliant like that does look really really good um so that that really impressed me i really really like the look of that and like you said that carbon finish on it really makes that red pop um i'd go the other way on the watch i'd go for the rebel alliance one um the the top left chronograph one um i think that looks pretty uh pretty sweet 
So that's that's my favorite one of the watches. And yeah, the Seagate drives cool, but I also like the Star, uh, the Star Wars inspired Xbox controller which is really good. I'd never buy it because it's one of those where I'm like, oh, they've brought out a new Xbox. Guess what's obsolete now? But it just, it, it really does look cool, man. I'm really, really liking the finish that they've put on it and the way they've designed it. So yeah, um, I think there's some pretty cool stuff in there. Don't get me wrong. There's some absolute crap. Like there is some crap in there. Like the watchers for kids, like they're just capitalizing on the uh, smartwatch thing. Just stop taking crap, you know? So that really is not nice. Um, but uh, some of the other figures as well aren't great, like some of the more kiddified figures, which I understand they are toys. Um, but just some of the choices, like the Galaxies of, of Adventure toy line, I don't know what they're doing with Ray and Finn on that. It just... I don't know. <laughs> it's like they're just going a bit far with the design on it, but I, I, that maybe is just personal preference. But there's some, like I said, the watch, the, the Rebel Alliance watch, um, and the certainly the Sith Trooper, I think, are fantastic looking. I don't think somebody's had their Weetabix today. <laughs> no. Do you know what? I've had a lot of Weetabix. I had a nice omelette. It was bloody lovely. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. Really, I just, I'm just starting to get annoyed with people like doing uh, exploitative stuff. Like, oh, let's make a smartwatch for your kids. Like, I get that, but it's, it just feels a bit like, like it's not for altruistic reasons that they're doing it. It's not; they don't care about the healthy kids, you know. Yeah. Oh dear. Oh dear. Yeah. Anyways. It was quite a cool event. And like I said, they announced a lot more than what they thought, what I thought they were going to announce anyway. Uh, but there you go. Uh, we'll put a link in the show notes. You can go and check out all of the um, all of the stuff that they released. Let us know if you pick any of that stuff up. Uh, before we move on to our review and discussion, uh, remember to check us out on patreon.com forward slash spark of rebellion. If you dig the show, if you like what we do here and want to support us, just head over there. You can um, sign up to various tiers from a dollar upwards. And that really helps us loads. I didn't mention this earlier, but we uh, we don't take that money and buy beer with it. We, uh, we invest it back in the show so we can make sure that we've got the best equipment and all the hosting is covered and all that stuff to make sure it's uh, top-notch quality. So head over to patreon.com forward slash spark of rebellion. Review and discussion. Uh, we have seen recently that the uh, new well the star wars posters used to be quite a an experience of of themselves along with trailers and so on there used to be a, a massive um not movement but they used to be a big uh, almost fan following of the of themselves the the posters from yesteryear the the original trilogy and then especially the prequels they used to release about four or five different versions of posters for the movies. They have like the one sheet, one sheet A, one sheet B and all that stuff. But we don't seem to be seeing that as much these days. So when we do get a new poster, it's like, there's a new poster. And typically what happens is in the, uh, any new poster that we, that we, that we see there's little nuggets, little bits that we can pick out that they've included in there that haven't been announced in trailers or anything, but they're obviously on there because they've got reference from, stuff that's you know been in been in the film so the one that we saw recently was a new rise of skywalker poster and it's uh it's a first order it's a dark side uh poster very strange color choices for this i've never seen a dark side or imperial or first order poster before that looks like a light side poster because they're normally lots of dark grays and blacks and reds all that jazz whereas this one's quite Tatooine, Jakui, it's like, you know, orangey sunset, all that stuff. Anyway, I digress. Um, but they've got some really cool little nuggets in here. And the, the most obvious one from this is that Kylo Ren has put his helmet back together. He's fixed it up. He's It doesn't look perfect. He hasn't got the old, uh, uh, the old Dremel out on it and he hasn't buffed it up and shined it. He hasn't gone full Vader and made it shiny, you know, repaired it properly and shiny, but it, you can see all the, they've uh, purposely left all, left all the cracks in there. So you can see that likely reflects his personality at the moment. You, you know, it's all cracked and stuff. Um, so 
Uh, let's talk about that first. Kylo Ren's helmet. I love that look, dude. It's interesting, isn't it? Because they're always, when you look at all the stuff they're releasing around it as well, they're pretty much doing it as if this is glowing as well, like with dark side energy or something. Like, this is not like silicon that he's bought from Wix. You know, this is he's done something with this, and he's, it looks like he's, he's purposely used the red. Um, so that is not only a Star Wars design choice, but that feels like a character design choice as well, you know, at a, at a narrative level mm-hmm. yeah. where he is able to say, I chose this because of this. Um which I find quite interesting. So yeah, it's it's interesting that he's repaired it because, you know, does that represent a fall? Does it represent just the fact that Snoke's gone? Is it a rebellion against what someone told him not to do, which was wear that silly helmet? Um, does it mean we're going to see more of Vader? I don't know. There's so much you can read into this. But yeah, it's, it's interesting, man. Very, very interesting. And it, it is pretty cool. Looks uh, looks pretty badass, doesn't it? It does. I really like the look of it. And you're right, Some in some... Uh, views on this poster as well at the front on this mouthpiece it does look like it's glowing almost so that dark side force energy yeah it looks really really cool and uh yeah and i i do think it's not only a star wars thing in terms of design but i i agree with you 100 percent. i think it is a character based thing as well i think this is meant to portray that his character is he's broken at the moment in terms of his view on light and dark and the force and so on so arguably you could say that ryan johnson did an okay job of progressing his character because instead of just having a typical baddie that is just a bad dude all the way through you do have those little pockets where so it started with the in the force awakens where he says he feels the pull to the light so he's got that conflict in him and then in the last jedi you had that whole thing with him and ray and you know teaming up and, and all that stuff so i do think it's a, a narrative thing as well yeah um some other cool little snippets on this we have the uh, another view of some of the knights of ren and their weapons and so on these guys look badass man i, I really hope that these give the 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 resistance some trouble i hope that they don't just get mowed down really quickly and dispatched quickly because they do look really cool it would be a shame if uh they popped up and then they just got killed pretty quick because <laughs> they do look really cool. They and, and I assume that they they all have a similar vibe to Kylo, that they're all force users, they're all dark, dark force users or whatever. But yeah, man, I like the look at these dudes as well. What do you reckon? Interesting, aren't they? Because they're not wielding anything that's got any lasers. Um, you know, one <laughs> of them's got an axe, one's got a scythe. The other one looks like it's maybe got some attachment on its arm. The other one looks like it probably does have like a staff that's going to have some kind of laser energy at the top of it. Um, interestingly as well, one of the designs looks a little bit vader and it looks a little bit like some of the old Sith that you see knocking around as well. The guy with the big axe. You know, look at his face mask. Mm. That's interesting. Um, so I think it's clear that these are subordinates of Kylo um, just in the way that they've not been given the weapons of a dark side user. Um, you know, it's sort of like what they did with the Inquisitors. It was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Of course you can. Yeah, of course you can have one of these kind of weapons. Lights, no, you can't have a lightsaber. No, you can't let's be, do that. Let's be serious now. Come on. Let's not be crazy. And that was like Palp's way of getting around the rule of two and all that sign and sort of stuff. So you feel like it's something around that. But yeah, man, they look good. Um, very tunic led designs, very, certainly very. Uh, dark and foreboding um what is interesting as well about this post to me yeah you mentioned the colors um which are very tatooine and i don't think it's any accident there's a sun behind kylo ren i don't think there's any accident about that at all i think that's a callback to uh tatooine i do think that's a callback um yeah the old farm and there's boy some other fun stuff as well section yeah uh, there's, there's some other kind of fun stuff as well which is um Look at the amount of stormtroopers behind him. Mm. The sheer amount of them is curious. And also, the direction that they're coming in from, they're coming from the right of the poster, which the bad guys always come from the right. But, 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 but. Do you remember in Attack of the Clones when they switched it? And it was a foreshadowing. So Lucas did this, and he did it on purpose. If you watch Attack of the Clones, when it kicks off, 
the droids come in from the left, which is normally where the good guys come from, and the bad guys come in from the right normally, which is where the clone troopers came from. And it was a foreshadowing of the fall of the Republic to the Empire and the precursor of the clone troopers eventually turning into the stormtroopers, where it was actually saying that these are the bad guys of the story. They just don't realise it yet, which is why we put them coming in from the right. Mm. I wonder if this is the same sort of thing. Like, have they done a switcheroo on us? <laughs> these are the good guys, and we just don't know it. Because it's in the past. And the reason I'm saying that is, I don't know if you've zoomed in, but just zoom in on this picture. We'll put a link in the show notes, but just zoom in on the picture. You see the guy with a scythe? Yeah. Look at the nine troopers underneath him. They ain't stormtroopers, dude. Oh, I see. Are they the Sith troopers? I don't know. I can't tell whether... I don't know whether they're the Sith troopers, but again, I'm not sure because look at the helmets. They've got a very, very clone trooper feel to them with the line down the middle. Mm, mm. And I don't know whether the design is showing them as red or whether it's the reflection because they're in that midst of the orange. Now, if you fire up Sith Trooper, let's just fire up a Sith Trooper. Let's have a quick look at that one. These guys do have that kind of feel, that clone-esque kind of design. You know, it's that Mandalorian inspiration, isn't it, from Jango Fett? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I don't know if these guys are the Sith Troopers but if they are the Sith Troopers, it looks like they're on Kylo's side, which goes against everything that we've heard, which is that these are Palps, guys. Okay. Yep. So there's a lot in there mm -hmm. to unpack, which is why this is such an interesting little poster. Hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to decide, yeah, whether these, these nine Stormtroopers are, in fact, different... Because in the background, if you look where the, where the guy... We're going into a lot of detail here for a podcast. You have to look at the poster oh. as we're talking about it. But there's a couple right. of them in the background that don't have the line, but a couple of them do. So That's interesting. Hmm. So it's, it is a very interesting one. And also we've got a couple of the new ships as well that we've seen in the trailer. So at the very bottom, uh, I think this is another new one because it's the, it's the TIE fighter with the... I think it's the tie dagger, I think, but it's got like these orange or brass looking sections that sort of clamp around the middle pod in the middle. That looks very cool. And then we've and got if you look as well, uh, just beneath that to the bottom right, so a couple of things about that, which I think are really interesting. Again, to the bottom right of that defender, look at that one tie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got the same. It's got the same clamps. Like, what are these? Are these tie defenders? Are they bringing back some of the old Rebels Thrawn stuff? And... Is this something where, like we've heard about it before, where um, this, you know, the, the the next threat to the Star Wars galaxy is from an external, the unknown regions from an external place? Mm -hmm. Are they bringing every, everything to the front? Are the Sith troopers actually going to make up the army and and join forces with the First Order? Are the clone troopers somehow back? If cloning is part of this story, yeah. and they're trying to tie the prequels together with this this original trilogy and the sequel, dude, there's so much in this poster. Um, I, even outside of the design, which is absolutely stunning. Like, there's a lot in this poster that could be very, very interesting. Yeah, it is an interesting one, man. And I think it's little things like this that give us uh, Star Wars fans so much to talk about that you don't really see. This is why I love Star Wars, dude. This is you don't you don't have this as much in other franchises. You know, when there's a new poster out for, I don't know, what are the big blue things with the tails? Avatar. Mm -hmm. When there's a new Avatar poster out, it's just very, you know, you can look at it, but there's nothing really in it. It's things yeah. like that. Whereas Star Wars posters, it's like, we can talk about this for hours. But Oh, we could dig deep into that. And, and I, I, just to kind of go back to your point on the colour scheme, that's not by accident, is it? That is completely, completely calling back. What what poster, what film do you think that that represents the most? If you... If it wasn't this one, what other film does it remind you of in the colour palette alone? Yeah, it's A New Hope. And for me, I'll tell you what it is. It's that poster with Anakin from oh, Phantom Menace. Oh, sorry. Yeah. A Phantom Menace. Yeah, because we, uh, we had Luke. I had Luke in my mind. But yeah, it's visually, it's that, yeah, Phantom Menace with Anakin. Yeah. And so, but it, you said A New Hope. 
we instantly both went back to the prequels. And again, that episode one was designed to make it feel like a new hope. So it was familiar. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with you, mate. I don't think it's a coincidence that Kylo is standing in front of a big sun and stuff. No. Yeah. Yeah, we'll put a link to this. It's a really, it's a great poster. It'd look great up on the wall for sure. Um, it really is good, man. It really is good. And when you dig really deep into it, like if you look at the just the sheer amount of stormtroopers behind him, goes back to what we were talking about before. Like we've never seen the Empire be an actual empire, apart from some of the um, the kind of neo-Nazi stuff that we saw in the Force Awakens. Um, you know, before they blew up Hosnian Prime, we saw a little bit of that. Uh, but this is big, dude. I, I, I'm fascinated by this poster, so this was a good choice. Yeah, I'm fascinated by it. Indeedy, yeah. Go and check it out. Let us know what you think. Just send us a tweet or a or an Insta. We'll put this up on Insta as well. I'm sure it's been posted a thousand times, but we'll put it up there. Comment on it. Let us know what you think of that. Uh, now, we're going to finish up with our usual quirky, sometimes office-based, the office program, shall I say, based <laughs> A comedic section which is the random spotlight and this week to coincide with the re-release of the just amazing video game star wars jedi knight 2 jedi outcast which has just been released on the playstation 4 and the nintendo switch i have chosen the dude himself in fact he's got a beard not dissimilar to our own it is kyle katan from the Jedi Knight series. And uh, like I said, I've chosen him because uh, the game has just been re-released and it's a cracker of a game. If you're waiting for Fallen Order, but you're sick of Battlefront 2, or you just need a good Star Wars game to play and you own a PlayStation 4 or a Switch, go and get this. I think it's only in the UK at seven quid on PlayStation 4. I'm not sure how much. I don't know how the, the, the Switch, the Nintendo store works, but I imagine it's a similar uh, price but it's a cracking game because it used to be canon like some of the, the elements within the story used to be canon so before disney sort of waltzed in and declared that literally everything outside of the movies at that time would now be slapped with the legends label uh, this was really cool because uh, some of the storyline in the early dark forces games was that Carl katan was responsible for uh, well partly responsible for capturing the death star plans and around the new hope series and uh, and that so um yeah so back in the day it was very cool that you had the 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 films but then the eu used to be such a massive thing and they kind of decided which little bits were canon and which weren't and carl katan was was definitely considered canon but then they they shut him down but he's a very very cool character he used to be uh, he was just a, a normal dude. His parents were seemingly normal, but we find out at a later date that his his dad was a was a, a force user, a Jedi. Well, I don't think he was a Jedi, but he was a force uh, user, and he inherited his father's force abilities. But he didn't find that out until later on in life when um, he he joined the Imperial Academy and he graduated and did all that stuff. But then he formed like a real big hatred towards the rebellion because he was tricked into thinking that. It was the rebellion that that turned up and and wiped out a load of people on his his home planet. But it's not until he met up with the character Jan Ors, which is a, a popular female character from the EU. She basically says, "Look, look, look! You know, let's not fight anymore. Let me show you something." And he, she, there's like these uh, videos that showed the Empire putting on rebellion stickers on their ships, and you know they framed the rebellion. So he then formed like a you know completely jumped the fence formed a, a hatred for the rebellion uh defected from the from the uh, the empire and then became like a mercenary it's an interesting character because there isn't that complete shift from dark to light he, he traveled this road in between for quite a while where he didn't want to have anything to do with the empire didn't want to have anything to do with the rebellion and it wasn't until he started to discover his force powers and stuff like that he started to train himself in the ways of the Force. Um, met up with Luke Skywalker, so that's a really cool uh, sort of um, intersection within the the bit that you were talking about earlier. That would be really cool for Skywalker, where let's see him 
training other Jedi or start to set up an academy and all that stuff. He he meets up with Luke, they train together, and ultimately he ends up on the Jedi Council. He becomes a Jedi Master, he progresses, you know, quite quickly and ends up on the Council and so on. And uh, and then the storyline around the game that's just been released is that he's had enough of the rebellion. You know, he just wants to do his own thing, so he goes back to being a mercenary, that sort of thing. But then ultimately gets drawn back into that whole light side stuff and gets his lightsaber back and and completes his his journey again through to uh, being a Jedi. So he's a very interesting character, really, really popular within the EU. And uh, it was really interesting that in the first Dark Forces game, uh, they used a, an actor to play. And this was back in the day when they used FMV video, like full motion actors and so on. And uh, his face now pops up a lot when you see, like, if you do a search for something like the top, 10 video Star Wars video games, you always see the actor's face and so on and some little gameplay clips. So Carl Catan, mercenary, well, Imperial cadet slash promoted to um, thingy, turned mercenary, turned Jedi, turned mercenary, turned Jedi again. Carl Catan. Promoted to thingy is probably the best part of that. Well, I can't remember the, <laughs> the rank that he achieved within the Empire. I think it... That's hilarious, dude. It's, oh, yeah, prom- promoted to thingy. thingy. It's all good. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah, we'll just, just stick some stripes on. I've got to be honest, dude. This I have never, ever dug into this character, which is why I think it's an absolutely fantastic choice. Um, so I was, like, kind of a bit out of that era. You know, I was in the, the, the wilderness. I was in the unknown regions for a long time um, and then only really got back in to Star Wars four years ago, five years ago. So I've not really dug into this. Um, but it sounds interesting. I've got a Switch. And I was interested when they started releasing these games. So very, very curious about digging into that one. If it's a five or a 10, I'll, I'll probably just grab that game. Um, but yeah, very, very interesting choice. What interests me about it, like you said, is 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 the there's just the fruit that can be picked from that time zone. But also I love the way you described that and articulated it, this idea of, of, of um, the Empire framing the rebellion. I think that's amazing. Um, just such a good story beat. And then obviously finding the character that doesn't quite, fit into either side is just trying to figure out what's right and what's wrong um that very very much interests me so I'm, I'm i'm keen to dig into that character dude so that's a that's an excellent choice yes and um if you do pick up the game anyone that picks up the game so obviously it's an old game it came out in i don't know early 2000s i think so graphics wise on that kind of stuff it's not going to compete with newer games that have just been released but it's often known as one of the best games for lightsaber simulation and battles and stuff it's really intuitive i don't think any game has beaten it so far <laughs> we'll see what fallen order comes up with but so far there hasn't been a, a game that's that's bested the um the lightsaber controls and all that stuff it's a really good story as well so there we go carl Catan of the super e. choice sir yes. and i think we'll stick a pin in it buddy for episode 25 getting good at coming up to this one hour aren't we do you know what it's a it's a, it's a science sometimes podcasting but not saying it is a talent but if not counting your mum and your dad all the people that you work with who would you put down as a role model and influence probably um, well, that backfired Tim okay. well, well I thought what you said that you uh, sure fired, didn't it <laughs> we should do an office podcast there's like three of those now that just popped up recently and uh, no there isn't there's a, a podcast yeah. for it there's like Wern and Blog there's the other one like those guys are on my Twitter they're always like they host on Podbean ooh come to capture me um, but they're, <laughs> they're, they're always like posting them things like this yeah 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 this is brilliant we should do like a little office podcast that'd be a good laugh the thing is my knowledge is capped at the UK version. I've only seen a couple of episodes of the US version, so... You'd love it. If you just get past season one, which is a, just a rip-off of, of, of the UK one, oh, man, it gets good. Well, that's why I stopped, because I thought this is just a rehash, a, 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 a respectfully poor remake of the UK one. So the other... Is it like... 
50 seasons of this. There's like nine seasons. It drops a bit towards the end. Right. Um, but just watch it, man. By the time you get past season one, you'll absolutely love it. Cool. Yeah, check it out. Check it out. And because of our chit-chat on The Office, we've now gone past the hour. So, nice one. <laughs> this is a science. Well, okay. I apologise. I'm sorry. I always digress. I used to get told off at school for it. Where were we, guys? Go and get the guitar. I know how to get it. Yeah, round number two. Anyways, thank you very much for checking out episode 25 this week. It's been awesome going through all the announcements and news and whatnot. Uh, we will be back next week for episode 26. In the meantime, head over to any podcast network that you listen to podcasts on. Just do a search for Spark of Rebellion. You'll find us on there. Give us a, a sub. And if you can spare a minute for a review and a rating on iTunes or whatever, Stitcher, any of those things that allow reviews, that would be amazing because that really helps us out lots with discoverability and all that stuff um i'll mention it very quickly again patreon.com forward slash spark of rebellion head over there if you like the show and you want to support us and we're on all of the socials as well so just do a search for spark of rebellion again give us a like and a follow on there we post lots of little bits throughout the week on star wars so until then um it's been really cool dude as always always a pleasure thank you sir see you next time we will see you next time and remember the force will be with you always. <laughs>